Good day, everyone. Welcome once again to a badge of honor. And my name is Joshua. Now, I want to quickly read um, the book of John, the gospel according to the book, uh, according to John 11 and from verse 45. I was reading this today and this actually ministered to me. It says, Then many of the Jews which came to Mary and had seen the things which Jesus did, believed on him. But some of them went their way to the Pharisees in excitement and told them that and told them what things Jesus had done. Now this was after Jesus had raised Lazarus from the dead and he had told them to lose him and let him go. But some of them went their way in excitement and amazement and wonder um, and told them what things Jesus had done. They had gone to Pharisees and told them. Then gathered the chief priest and the Pharisees a council and said, What do we, do we? For this man doeth many miracles. If we let him thus alone, all men will believe on him, and the Romans shall come and take away both our place and nation. They exaggerate. In verse 48 lies the real reason why, why the, the council of the synagogue and the, 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 um, the chief the chief of the council will never accept Jesus because he was going to bring about another covenant. And the covenant with the introduction of a new covenant, it means that the old ways will be scrapped. And when a new thing comes, structures change. Leadership will change. Way of doing things will change. The law will go. But they are still heaping the law upon people. And Jesus was bringing about grace. Okay, so... Their major problem, I've always known that they were greedy, they were selfish, and they were not really Christians. They were not really, in those days, they were not called Christians because Christians is like Christ-like. So in those days, they were not actually serving God. So these people had become um, the stumbling blocks of the synagogue. And that is why in Revelation, the synagogue is referred to as the synagogue of Satan because the people that were there were after money. That is why when Jesus scattered the table of the money changers and when they were trading, because the, the changers were cheating people, the traders were were were, um, were 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 giving exorbitant prices to the wear because things people needed for the sacrifice or people needed for worship, they they were increasing and escalating the prices which were in a criminal manner in such a way that Jesus just had to scatter that thing because you you imagine Jesus that is such a gentle person such a humble person God in human form and he's the one that told us do not be angry but even when you're angry do not let the sun go down on your anger Um, you will wonder why he did that and it's because they were ripping the people off and they were turning the, th- the place into a den of thieves. Not because they were stealing from the people. 
and Jesus was really upset. So I'm just giving you the heart of the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the scribes, the council, the council of the synagogue. And this is the place that I've never seen the evidence. Today I was reading and I got the evidence. I've always known they were unrighteous, but I've never seen the evidence. This is the evidence in John 11, 48. They said, if we let him thus alone, all men will believe on him. And the Romans shall come and take away both our place. Is their place that's their problem? And nation. They're not going to take away the nation. Jesus never considered himself to be a king that was going to take political rulership. They were expecting a wonder-walking Messiah that will free them from the Romans. But that was not the aim of Jesus and the aim of um, the Lord bringing Christ. Okay, so I'll quickly fast forward even to um, John chapter 12 to also show you something before I start to talk. John chapter 12 and let's go to verse 9. John 12, 9. And this is another place. Now, Jesus had to leave when they were threatening him in Jerusalem and then he went to Bethany. Bethany, Bethany is where he raised um, Lazarus from the dead. And this was six days before um, the Passover. And so he went to the house of Martha, Mary and Lazarus. And he dined with the Lazarus that he had just raised from the dead. And verse 9 says, Much people of the Jews therefore knew that he was there, that Jesus was with the, with, with the Lazarus family, Martha, Mary. And they came not for Jesus' sake only. They came but that they might see Lazarus also, whom he had raised from the dead. But the chief priest consulted that they might put Lazarus also to death. You see the heart of these people? That is why Jeremiah 17 verse 9, he says, The heart is deceitful above all things, is desperately wicked. Who can know it? The heart of these people that clothe themselves like the holiest of the holies, they will not do anything on the Sabbath. But in secret, they did a lot of robbery. They, they robbed people. They collected bribes. And they collected bribes every day, even on the Sabbath. But they tried to keep people under bondage so that they can appear holy and sanctimonious. That's why Jesus said they were like empty sepulchers. Outside looks holy. Inside is rotten like the grave. Dead man's bone. Putrefaction. Smelling body. Smelling organs. Poo-poo. Stench. Disgust. And he said this was what these people are like. And it's not only in their day, even in our own day too. We find out that church is a laundry. Don't expect that everybody that will be in church, they are clean clothes. No, we all come, we all came. Some of us need to be washed. We're dirty. So we need to be washed, clean. And then after being washed, we need to be dried. Then we need to be ironed. Then we need to be packaged before we can say that we are holy. So it's not everybody in church. Church is mixed multitude. And the Lord has made it open. He said, come unto me boldly and obtain grace. And, and, and obtain grace. Come and obtain grace. Come and find grace to help you in time of need. So 
it is by his grace that we're not consumed and is open for all. So do not think that everybody in church are holy and then you get into offense. No, just take your time. Let the Holy Spirit lead you. And by God's grace, everything will be well. But it's not for you to um, avoid making friends with the brethren. Because it says, forsake not the assembly of the brethren. So I want to term this particular message. Um, I want to term it the heart of man being wicked. Now, the thing is that we try as much as possible to please the whole world. Sometimes at the detriment of pleasing ourselves. More so, especially when we become um, born again or we have dedicated our lives to to Christ or dedicated our life or, or brought no life to collect new life in Christ and um, be blessed by Christ Jesus and for him to give us righteousness and sanctification and holiness which he brought through the finished works. Um, the truth is we cannot please the whole world. There's a story which was a song that a man sang and that story actually explains the many things that we try to do to please the world to just try and please everybody but it's impossible the the most important thing is that we should only try and please God and when we please God we'll find favor with man because he says woe unto him that puts his hand in in his trust in an arm of flesh because the more you try and please please the world the more you go wrong so Please God, and then he will give you the wisdom and way in order to know how to please the people that you need um, to work with. The people that have wisdom, the people that he's sending to you, the helpers, the your advertisers, your, um, peop- your lifters, people that will advertise you and people that will help you in the realm of men. So... The heart of man is deceitful. It is deceitful. It is desperately wicked. It says the heart of man is deceitful above all things. Desperately wicked. Who can know it? It's only God that sees the heart. So the story that I wanted to talk about was the man and his son that actually went out on a journey and they had a donkey. So the father and the son rode on the donkey so they met people on the way and people looked at them hissed at them mocked at them and made side comments and said look at them father and son wicked souls they want to kill the donkey so the father had it he came down he brought down his son then they let the the donkey go empty not too long away from that same city The same set of people because he says it's just a short distance they had gone. So I believe that it is the same environment, the same culture, with the same mindset and the same set of people. So if their culture is the same, they think alike. You might say, okay, if it's a different culture, they might not, culture might vary. And uh, some cultures might say, honor your child. Some might say, honor the father. Some might say, let the donkey go empty. But this is the same place. They walked a bit further and the father and the son came off the donkey. The donkey walked empty. 
the donkey rode the donkey strolled and they were pulling the donkey they say same people they hissed they complained they murmured aloud and they said see stupid man stupid boy they are pulling the donkey they will be slaves forever they have a donkey they refuse to ride on it so the man thought of it said okay i'm the father my son is young i will climb the donkey i will ride on it just to please the whole world the man climbed the donkey they hadn't gone far the same vicinity same culture same tribe same set of people same thinking same pattern same everything and some other set of people saw them and say look at this wicked man he's letting his he's enslaving his child he's riding on the donkey and he is letting his son suffer the man heard it he came down he put his son on the donkey and then he strolled beside the donkey not too far away some set of people said foolish man he puts his child on the donkey he doesn't know that he is the weak one the child that is the strong one is supposed to be walking the man is so foolish so the man looked at it and said there's nothing no idea no wisdom that you can use to please the world just try and please god because the heart of man is deceitful it is desperately wicked it is deceitful above all things and it is desperately wicked who can know it it is only god that reads and interprets the heart or is it like the story of a boy that is a trickster he finds out that a man is the wisest man and he is the one that tricks the whole community and then he said okay i'm going to go and show that i'm i can trick even that wise man because i have a a, a penchant for being a trickster and i trick everybody and i get away with it and everybody knows me that i'm the trickiest person in this village and that old man has been there forever and they say he's the wisest so i'm going to make him look stupid so he caught a bed and held the bed in his hand and he decided in his heart wicked heart and said i will go i will hold the bed in my hand i will put the bed behind my back in my hand and i will ask the man i have a bed in my hand if the man says the bed is alive i will squash the bed and then the bed will die and then i will tell the man that the bed is dead so he can't win and if he says the bed is dead i will release the bed and let the bed fly away so when he got to the man he knocked on the man's door and a very gray looking man his hair was like wool his beard was as white as wool he was bent he was walking with a stick and the gray hair even is a symbol of the wisdom that he had had over the over the years and he walked outside and he saw the smirk, smirk on the boy's face and knew that the boy was up to no good so the door squeaked open as the man walked gently out and the door shut behind him and bent as he was supporting himself to stand up halfway half upright with his skin and the boy looked at him with a wicked smirk on his face and the man had seen such before deception deceit and he knew the, that the boy was up to no good 
So the boy came and said, Sir, I've heard so much of you. I heard that you are the wisest man. And I'm so and so. And uh, they say I'm the trickiest boy. I have a bed in my hand. I just want to find out. Is this bed alive? Or is this bed dead? The man looked at the boy. And then he smiled. And he looked up. He looked down. Then he looked at the boy. And he said, young man, the answer is in your hand. So whether the guy wants to squish the bed and make the bed and kill the bed, or whether the boy wanted to release the bed, the answer was in his hand. So whichever he did, the man is right. So the man turned and walked inside through his door the same way he came out. So the truth of the matter is that the heart of man is deceitful. It is desperately wicked. You can't please the world. You can't tell who exactly is reliable. The person might be reliable today. Tomorrow, the person may change for one reason or the other. The only person you can put your trust in is God. So I want to leave you with this message. And just the way I pondered as I read this um, scripture today, Jesus raised the dead, something nobody had done before. Just like Jesus opened the eyes of a blind man, something that nobody had ever done before he came onto the scene, before he came on earth, incarnate Christ. Nobody had ever opened anybody's eyes. It was only Jesus that was the first person that was able to open a blind man's eyes and he there was one that was born blind from mother's womb he spat on a clay on the clay and then he brought up the clay and created eyes for the man then there was one that was blind he, he touched the eyes the eye opened so in about three different dimensions he opened eyes in three to diff, three different people three different situations to show that he's the one that has brought revelation of the word because it is him that is the word of life he says seeing they shall see and not perceive hearing they shall hear and not understand so the lord has opened our ears by the finished works and opened our eyes to be able to see and accept the word of god that our hearts to turn every stony heart into a heart of flesh that the deception the deceit and the deceitfulness of our heart may be cleansed. The reason why God loved David, it wasn't because he didn't sin, but because he had a genuine heart. He will always come to repentance. He will always come to change his heart. He will always let the word wash his heart and soften his heart, that the word will penetrate it and that it will turn it into a heart of flesh and he will change it from being a heart of stone. So that the heart of man has always been wicked. Look at Pharaoh. God hardened his heart. His heart was like stone. He refused to let the, people, the children of Israel go. And that is why God brought many plagues upon the children of Israel. Until the death of the firstborn sons. Because that firstborn, first children or firstborn is that their future was cancelled. 
the reason why we ponder and we are afraid and we worry and we 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 are deceived or we we have a lot of worries is because we are afraid of tomorrow when your tomorrow is not clear and not certain then it's as though the day that you were born is a disaster that it is better for that person not to have been born but in Christ Jesus your tomorrow is guaranteed your yesterday might be bad your today is work in progress but guess what your tomorrow is guaranteed no matter the trial the tribulation the pains the persecution the things you're going through the way things are rough the way things are bad the way things are not going the way you want just keep on keeping on and hold on to the word of god for he is the judge and he is the referee and he will never blow the whistle until you have won it is when you are winning and on top when you have been lifted and set free it is when your shackles have been broken it is when you have had that child it is when you have been successful financially it is when you have gotten the wife the husband the child it is when your dead situations have been have been have been set apart and your dead situations have been pulled down and you have been raised up it is when you have been brought from the dunghill and you have been brought to the mountain it is when you have been brought from the valley to the top the lord will never cease until your good is better and your better is best your future is guaranteed only in god so take time study study the lord and see that everybody that came to the lord their lives got better no matter what they had was it solomon solomon was a king he inherited it from his father david how did he get it god bless david okay when he was born he was a king and being a king is a, is a big enough thing but god also blessed him and gave him riches that nobody has surpassed even to date he's if god enters your situation your situation no matter how good it is it is the base it can be it will only get better it will only get brighter and that's why the scripture says that the path of the just shineth brighter or shineth more and more or brighter and brighter unto the perfect day stay blessed and make sure that you let the word clean your heart because we're not talking about other people we're even talking about ourselves ourselves might be the ones we're talking about in church that is not still right but it is not for us to condemn ourselves like the devil wants us to believe it is for us to continue to keep on keeping on in church and hearing the word and renewing our heart and our mind and be blessed in the mighty name of jesus God bless you, even as you ponder over this word in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen, amen, and amen.